Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me bang you, I do man. let you bang. Let me bang you, 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 Greetings, marriage and virgins. Go for Jesus! No for gay Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted. With Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here at my man Shang. Uh, it's going to be What's a up? great show. We got Derek Meaner. We got Britton Hart. Uh, me, I actually uh, I was in Vegas last week doing the Laugh Factory. That was awesome. I did 10 shows. Normally you do 10 shows in three days. You're like, oh, I gotta do 10. I couldn't wait to talk to people. Like I was like thrilled. To just- how, how was the crowd? Crowd was good. I mean, it was definitely like at 30%. So there was like 45 people tops, but they were there to laugh. They, they, in fact, like I felt like they were like animals that have been crated and that you just let them out. <laughs> Cause I think some of them were having just full on conversations with me. Uh, one lady, this black woman, Every time I told a joke, she went, she goes, you bad, you bad, stop, stop. Yeah, and apparently it was the old lady from some, uh, some escaped slave. I mean, who says that? <laughs> she goes, you bad, you bad. I go, I'm like, I'm like, what is this, like the Michael Jackson remix? You know, I was like, I was like, you're up for Flavor Flav's grandma. Like I was, but she was having fun. Those are the worst type of hecklers, the ones that are having fun. You can't because- slam them. You can't slam them. You can't be like. Shut up, you you jack-o'-lantern face whore. Yeah, I didn't, wa- I, I didn't want to slam her. She was having a good time. She's like, man, you're too funny. You're too funny. I'm like, did you expect you were coming out to a TED Talk or a poetry? Like, of course I'm funny. Um, right. but, but she was like, man, you bet. She's like, stop it. She was yelling, stop it, after each, uh, after the jokes. I'm like, stop. But it was like, I, I put that in my act. I used her as like, but man, that was crazy. That, that was well, crazy. I mean, I haven't, I, I was going to hit him up. I just sent a... I think to Harry, but um, so it was good then. It, it, it was awesome, and actually, uh, yeah, it, it was. I had a great time. The hotel's nice. Tropicana is nice. Um, it was fun. The the gym is beautiful. There's no one in the gym, uh, which is great. Um, and then a couple guys. And then Ve- I love always love Vegas. Cowboy Kamaka came, and uh, he's you know a badass in the UFC. Yeah. And he he actually um, he showed up with his his wife who has three kids. They look like teenagers. I think it's because Hawaiians get married at like when they're, when they're seven. Yeah, and have kids so young. Right. They look like it's so funny when you see people on TV and they're just monsters, you know. Uh, even if they're one thirty-five or one forty-five, they're all shredded. And then you see them in person, and you're like, man, this looks like uh, you know my, the kids I coach in wrestling. And these look like right. the football team. That happened with O'Malley. Shot O'Malley with his friends. I realized how young O'Malley was when I saw his buddies. 
because they look like they were kids shooting like 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 TikTok videos or something. Right, it, it's some, like he should be on a skateboard somewhere in a park. Right, yeah. it's exactly exactly how that was, a hundred percent. But uh, what else is going on? I'm in I'm in therapy, and uh, the, the ther- I'm, I'm actually I've never really I, I haven't been in therapy in like 12, 13 years, and now it's just weird also being on therapy. I'm doing it via Zoom, and my wife's walking in and out of the the house and I'm like talking about her complaining. So I feel like I'm talking to a female about my wife who, you know, and it's just like, so that's like, and then my wife's like, why don't you tell me your problems? I'm like, well, you're not on my, you know, insurance. And so, so that just becomes a joke in itself. Oh no, um, completely. But it's nice talking to a female that, that listens for an hour. I, I mean, that's where that's and not interrupts me and blames me for all the problems. Just, right. just having that is amazing. I'm like, right. and you don't have to have her say, well, you know, you need to pick up behind yourself. No, I don't. Yeah. Or, or well, yeah, you do. How can you do this? Or you, you feel this way. It's nice to just actually be able to talk to somebody and not just feel judged or yelled at or, but I fucking wake up at eight in the morning and I work and I do this and I do that. I'm just like, oh, so that's like, um, even like, People are asking me, are you going to have another kid? And I'm like, it's not up to me. It's up to my wife. Like, because she's- No, it's up to you too. It is up to me, but she's the one who had to carry the baby for nine months. No, it's up to, it's up to you too. It's up to both of us, but she had the- Right, but I said you too, yes. Yeah, but she told me- Do you want another kid though? That's the thing. Do you want another kid? I love- Speaking from a guy that got two kids, do you want another kid? And I want a girl, I wanted girls and I got boys. It's like- um look it's exhausting you know even like playing with the kid I really I like, is it is it I feel like yeah i feel like i'm putting on a show every time i play with it. like my daughter's like let's play dollhouse let's play dollhouse and i have to be and i always have to be the same doll and i always have to be Kristoff, and, and then i have to like play all the characters i feel like i'm doing like a one person show it, it's exhausting but my wife's like i'm like should we have another kid she's like well i I did nine months of the work. You were involved for 35 seconds, you know? So that's, which I, I think she's overestimating it by 30 seconds. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, pushing, so, she's pushing it a little bit. But no, I, I honestly, I, um, I've been there twice, obviously. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I would not trade it, but at the same time, I'd probably be a little further along career-wise. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, but I'm writing a lot more since I've had a kid. Number one, about her, uh, about the kid. And also there's that, that like, anything that I was doubting myself on, should I do it? Should I contact person? Should I email this agent? I think of my kid as the motivator to do it. Right. So I don't like, I'm like, I got to do it. But I'm working in therapy. I'm working on not beating myself up because I was realizing that, like, I start the day, like, if I wake up at 9, 9.30, I'm like, fuck, I woke up too late. I'm already beating myself up. Then I go take a shower and I weigh myself. I'm too heavy. Fuck, I'm too heavy. I got to lose weight. I'm like, I don't know why. I don't have a fight coming up, but because of my- (laughs) Are you cutting weight? Are you cutting weight for that? Because of my eating disorder that I had in high school through wrestling, I still have it. People don't realize how much, because I would weigh myself before and after every meal. Right. And and how much I weighed was how I felt about myself, because if I was too- I would have complete OCD if I, if I weigh too much, then I'm gonna lose my, I'm gonna have to lose my match, and then and then I'm gonna ha- not be this, that, and then no one's gonna like me, and I'm gonna be a loser, and I'm still going through that at 42 years old. I, I, I haven't had a match in 24 years, but right. it, but in my fucking head, I'm like, if I weigh in at 185 or 187 instead of 185, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm heavy, I'm heavy. So which is crazy, and then I'm and then I'm like, 
the whole day I'm like, I didn't work out today. I didn't spend enough time with my kid today. I didn't write enough jokes. My podcast doesn't have enough views. It's just like all day long, just beating myself up. And I'm working on like, no, let's look at things as opportunities. Like I'm going to work out today or I'm going to write. Right, that's what I got up at, I got up at 530. My podcast is going to fucking kill it today. Like people are going right, to, right. I'm going to like, no, I'm, I'm going to hang out with my, my kid today. I, I'm working on restructuring how I'm thinking uh, because, you know, it's, it's hard enough winning when, you know, the whole, it's like the world's against you. You can't be against yourself. You know, oh, yeah. you already got enough shit that's going to happen to you anyway. Right. Why put more shit on top of the shit and make right. it a shit mountain? But it's hard, but it's hard as a comic because at least my type of comedy is negativity is funny. You know, um, nobody wants to see, I mean, I don't really get off on positive comics. There's a couple of them. The comic that just shits on the world, to me, is the funniest comic. Right. Um, So it's hard to like train yourself to be negative in your job or in your writing or just funny and positive in your life. Sometimes no, no, you can do negative in your life and negative in the comedy. I I do uh, angry, evil shit in my life, and I do angry, evil shit. I know, but I'm working on not doing that. I'm working on like I also want to be the same person that I teach my kid to be. You know, I'm teaching. Yeah, no, I I I teach my sons stab as many people as possible. No, you don't teach your kids. No, I don't. Of course, but there's a perception that I do. So fuck it. What did I do? Great. Well, how did I lose my mind? What is all right, it? so all right, we'll get back to you because that we started. So I was looking at your Facebook, okay? What thing did I Okay, I was looking at your Facebook, and you wrote yesterday, two days ago, I'm single and ready to mingle. I oh, know, that was today, me being oh, silly. Right. Two hours ago. I know there's a pandemic fucking things up, but you know you want it. So all the single ladies, holla, I am COVID-free, and I have stretched. I smell like a baby's buns. My left toenails are clipped, and my gas smells like pineapples and angel sweat. Uh, so, ladies, the inbox is waiting. Woo! LOL. Instead of my website right now. Like, is, is this gonna work? I, I mean, no, no. Gonna... I would no. If anybody does inbox me, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was kidding. Did anybody inbox you? Any girls? No, no fuck no. They make they they laugh. They give me the little laugh thing. Yeah. Uh, well, you only got two laughs. Uh, one was from me. Uh, yeah, and, no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not. This is a good strategy to meet women. So I, I just don't know. No, I can meet them normally. My kid is my kid. My my baby's crying because of this. Uh, she, my, is she okay? What's happened? She hit her lip. Are you, are you okay? What happened? Come here. Come here. Come here. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Been there. So. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, um, it's okay. She went to a, she went to a party and hit it, hit her lip. Right. Is that what happened? Okay. 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 My son went to a party and sliced, almost sliced his thumb off. So really, wow. yeah. Uh, these, parties, these, these, these parties are too much. These parties. No, are yeah. Much. No, they had a, uh, you know, the little swing, the swing thing, the, yeah. the chain caught around his thumb. So um, what else is going on? Oh, that's what I'm saying. So uh, it, it does seem like you are single and looking for a chick. Is that what's going on here, Shane? No, no, no. I was literally, I was joking. Oh, okay. All I right. wouldn't have said that my left toenail was clipped. I would like, no, I, 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 if I wanted to talk to a woman, I would inbox her directly or I would 
Look, I'm not that type of dude. I, oh, okay. I'd walk up to, okay. I'd walk up to, if Paige Van Sant was single, I'd walk right up to her. Come, hey, come, come here, come here, come here. You know, I, I, I just saw Paige Van Sant on some video, and she was throwing, like, flip roundhouse kicks. I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay, so she hurt her lip. Okay, it's okay. It's a, she busted it pretty bad. Does she have a scar? The table with the cake. Yeah. Running and there's like a little hill and kind of tripped and it fell like. Okay, so she, she cried the whole way home. No, she just started on the sandwiches. Okay. Back at, um, Is she okay? Okay, okay. I'm like I'm like recording now. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so okay, here we go. Anyway, so all right, let's. Uh, by the way, so this crypto is driving me crazy because I have Did money. I have money in Coinbase and I can't get it out. They're saying till spring because I put the wrong cryptocurrency in my wrong wallet. Like I basically like almost robbed myself, but if I'm in my wallet, so they tell me they can return my tokens. Meanwhile, the money keeps going from like 50 to hundred grand down to 50. So it's like, you talk about stress. I have, I have beyond stress. So I actually like, I, I actually hit up the president of the company and I, and I told them what happened. And then I told everybody, if they uh, give me anything to joke about, I will retweet the joke. So his entire inbox got filled with MMA jokes. Uh, so now they finally got back to me because of that, I think. So what are they going to do? They're going to return my tokens by spring, but hopefully they're worth something because they were worth like, they went from they 10, go up and you're right, right. 10 cents to, to $5, back down to $3. Oh, my wife and I just- You can't, you can't let all of that, that, that's all chaos. I'm telling you, you're already focused. Just like if you were all, going if you're going in, if you were going, when you were going into a match, even though you were worried about your weight back and forth, weren't you focused? Of course. It's, exactly. well, it's, so it's also, it's right also beyond my control. Uh, my infomercial, my infomercial, you know, I did an infomercial for a, a massage chair. Did I tell you about that? No. It, it just came out today uh, for a massage chair. And I get there and the director thinks it's like the Godfather or good for, he writes a whole script and he goes, about I'm playing myself. I put it on my Instagram at Adam Comedian if you want to see it. And I'm playing like my twin. About one guy's complaining about his back, and the other and I had like a bad mustache. And the guy took it so seriously. He's like, "This is not about a massage chair. This is theater." And, and like, just <laughs> was he crazy? <laughs> yes, but in a good way. <laughs> but but and then they put me on the chair. But I kept fucking up my lines because the longer I did the lines, uh, the longer I got to be on the massage chair. So and it felt so good. <laughs> So, and you got relaxed, like yeah. <laughs> so. It took me like seven thousand takes. So my massage chair video came out. In uh, other news, before we get to MMA, Mr. Potato Head, did you hear about what happened today? No. All right. So he's no longer Mr. Potato Head. He's just Potato Head. He is now gender neutral. Uh, so <laughs> I guess uh, he's Mr. Potato Head. No, not anymore. He's just potato head. I guess he doesn't have to pay child support. Oh, uh, these people kill me with that. Yeah, I. It's like they're not making like they're now. Is this going to be a Fox News talking point? This is going to be on Tucker Carlson all week long. Uh, they're going to have to. Ha they're going to have to actually talk to Mr. Potato Head, which is going to be crazy. I know how he feels about <laughs> or he or she or whatever he chooses to be called. <laughs> oh, it's fucking stupid. I yeah. Mean, you know, I I've been all weekend. I was. All week I've been promoting the special, so I just I haven't I've been out of it. I mean, I did watch the fights, yeah. But yeah. aside from the fights, I've literally been in because I don't have anybody. You know, I don't have anybody to to promote my special. So, but luckily it's doing really well, really. Well. Of course it is, because you're hilarious. Uh, uh, my dog. So my dog was sick, and by the I way, saw the picture. Yeah. By the way, thank you, uh, 
to my buddy who sent me um, some CBD for my dog, which was very nice. But I feel like now everyone's a doctor. Have you noticed that? Like every yeah. comic, everybody on TikTok is either a life coach or a doctor. Uh, and it's just, it's, in, it's insane. Because everyone's telling me what to do with my dog. Oh, he probably has this, probably has that. But nothing was worse than when my stepmom had cancer, right? She had like, she died. She had uh, leukemia, stage four, neuroblastoma, was going through it. And this comic hit me up and she's like, hey, I run this thing where it's like a comedy cares thing where we go to tell jokes for people and we can help cure them through our material and through our jokes. Uh, could we come see your stepmom? And I go, listen, you know, thank you. Um, but, you know, she's got like, it's really bad. And I don't think this is going to work. She's like, well, please, you know, let me, let me have a chance at it. I, and I was like, she kept hounding me. Finally, I was like, stop texting me. But, but, like the last thing my stepmom wants is bad comedians coming, telling her jokes while she's <laughs> in a fucking coma. Like, I, I mean, that might be a way for her to just end it and say, you know what? Like, there's you know what? I need to be taken out. Yeah. If you do one more Tig Notaro impression, I'll fucking kill like, myself. I, I can't think of a worse way. Like, it's you sitting there and all of a sudden just horrible open micers come in or comics come in just telling you. I mean, could, and, and I was like, stop it. Like, you're not going to cure my stepmom with your comedy material. Like, she's, she's literally like in the best house. She's in Mount Sinai. She's, you know, she's the best doctors working on her. And I'm like, what the f what's wrong with people, Shane? Like, why do well, people. No, I mean, because, that, you know what? Stage time. They just need stage time. That's just like they, they don't care what it is. I mean, I luckily we I like I've been writing a lot. I don't I, I do a Zoom show and I got my material straight. So Yeah, I know, but it's just like, come on. I know, it's just hard. Uh I I I have to work on romance. Like last night I, I came in, my wife's like, What do you want to watch? And I'm like, My dick going your vagina? And uh she didn't she, she didn't she, get it. No, she she got it. She looked at me like I can't believe I'm married to this guy. Um, so let's talk it's about too late. It's too late now. It's too late. She can't go back now. Let's talk about some fights. Uh, okay. Well, actually we got, we got a guy coming in right now, Derek Manor, who, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he, he, it's a, he deserve he deserved that shit. Oh, there he is right there. Yeah, there he is. Talk about deserving it. Talking yeah. about fuck yeah, deserving it. That's what I was. I, even in the interview I was watching, I was like, damn, he deserved that. Derek, I've never seen you so pumped after a fight uh was this the happiest you've been yeah man it was uh you know his uh i think that kind of folded me into another another uh another another part of my career if you if you were to say so i was pretty pumped just because of all the talk you know about his black belt how great he was at jiu-jitsu and how that and i just and how great I was able to follow the game plan that James Krause set out for me I was just excited everything came into pieces into that into that puzzle no it, it was great now he was tough though I mean the guy could take a beating uh I love Charles Rosa he's a tough guy I was surprised he didn't he didn't use his boxing more because he's also known as a, a striker but you just uh were you surprised at, at his like tenacity and willingness to stay in there no, not – I mean, you watch – the thing is, like, everybody keeps comparing me and Bryce Mitchell's fight with him pretty similar, but I beat him way worse than Bryce Mitchell did. And so I was pretty surprised on how tough he was able to be alert after being rocked so many times and then being able to fall to his back and get his guard back right away. And, uh, yeah, there was a few things that surprised me, but, no, man, he's – 
he's had five a night four times for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he. Uh, hello. I think he. Uh, he fro- yeah, it froze. Uh, but yeah, he's had five a night four times for a reason. Uh, that's true. I uh, come he- back, come back, Derek. You still with us? Here, brother. I'm right. here. I, Are we I, good? I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it went. It went paywire for a second. You know so, what? The I think it's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think it was because I pulled up into my house and the Wi-Fi turned on, so it was all kind of messed up. Nice. Yeah, man. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say that talking shit about his jujitsu is what I thought. It was like, yeah, you did talk a lot of shit about your jujitsu, and (laughs) the shit didn't work out, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, man, people don't understand. I, I don't have a black belt because I choose not to have a black belt. Because I choose not to be in the gi. I choose not to there. But when they start talking about experience, when he started talking about levels of this, like, people don't understand. I went through the levels of this. He did not. I went through the fucking meat grinder to get where I'm at. A lot of guys didn't nowadays. You know, there's very few of guys like me that are getting to the UFC in the last year or two that have been through the meat grinder. And I was just, I feel like I'm one of those guys that just went through the grinder to get there. And it's paying off. Well, let's talk about that because you're 26 and 11. I mean, you've had 37 fights, um, which is a lot of fights. Your first amateur fight, you got disqualified. Uh, no, that uh, see, that's the thing. Like, I was fighting when they were unsanctioned. And so majority of my amateur fights, I had four, 14 or 15 amateur fights. And, uh, yeah, there was, one, there was one DQ in there, though. Yeah, that was, that's a good story if we want to hear that. Talk to us. What happened? So, so I was fighting this kid. I had already fought his brother. I beat his brother. I beat him. And then somebody had pulled out the, on, on me or him, and the, we were both like ticket sellers. So they, they're like, well, you guys want to fight again? We're like, cool, whatever. We didn't really care for each other. And we were in the cage. I was beating him up. I was wrestling uh, wrestling him ground and pound. And, like, he kept, like, headbutting me from bottom. But the ref was this freaking dude that just – he still to this day he can't ref with the shit. So he was behind us, and he was like, Minner, watch your head. And I look at him. I'm like, I'm not the one doing it. And so finally, he was like, one more time, we're going to DQ you. And so the dude cracks me with a headbutt, and they DQ me. And so I turn over, and I start looking at the ref. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what? You know? And he, like, gets up in my face. My opponent did. So I smacked him with a bare hand. <laughs> and so they ran- he went to his corner. They separated us. I went to my corner. Well, all of a sudden, he comes sprinting at me. The ref had left the cage to, uh, to check the video, and he sprinted at me. And so, like, then he's running at me, and I'm like, well, we're still in the cage. So I cracked him again. And then at that point, his two little dork corners jumped the cage, and they're like these little, little guys. And then Ryan Jensen and Anthony Smith were in my corner, and they jumped uh, the cage. And Anthony grabs me and holds me up, and Ryan Jensen goes right for the ref and, like, was in the ref's face. And, like, it was – dude, it was – is there any this, video of this? I man, I, I don't know if I I still have it. I'll I'll try to find it and, and send it over to you. Please, that that could go viral, man. Are you crazy? Yeah, man. I I, I must. I, I should message the guy, the promoter at the time. It was in Victory when Victory was around, uh, and uh, this was 2011. But yeah, man, it was it was pretty crazy, you know, like. And then I get outside the cage, and then they wouldn't let me back in. His fans were like coming at me. I was fucking. Nuts. That's hilarious. You Anthony, you and Anthony Smith and Ryan Jensen. That's a fucking trio. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. And the the thing was like, 
his corners were like just just these little amateur fighters and then like they jumped the cage and they were like tough and then all of a sudden Anthony and Jensen jumped the cage and they're like they they curled back in their corner real quick. Wow. No, that so this is while the ref is checking the tape. The ref so what was it? So the ref's checking the tape and all of a sudden fucking a melee breaks out. But why do you get yeah. disqualified the whole fight? The whole fight was done after that? No, they disqualified me because of the headbutts originally. And then, then after all that shit broke loose, they just separated us, gave the kid the win. But, oh, you know, I still on. counted that but as you a win were on back top? then. You were on top. The guy's headbutting you from the bottom. And did you headbutt, a, you headbutt him back at yeah, all? Yeah, man. Do you headbutt him back? No, I mean, I was, like, as a wrestler, I was just grinding my head. You know, like, I didn't know shit at that point, man. I was like, I was like six or seven and oh, as an amateur. Like, I, did, I just wrestled, you know what I mean? And so I was just, like, forcing my head into his chin, and he would just kept, like, bringing it back. Bah! But yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. That that's I'll, I'll have to find that video for you. I love that I got story, it somewhere. man. I, I, that's see, that that's the kind of stories that like, man. And then, but so then you go pro and you lose your first fight in one minute. And this guy's for anybody out there watching this because we have a lot of amateur fighters that watch this. People, you know, and they they go out there, they lose in a minute, and they go, ah, I'm just not good at fighting, or I'm ah, it's not, this is not for me. I gave it a shot, and then their girlfriend says, I told you so, or their parents are like, go back to college, or whatever it is. But oh, you yeah. went out, lost in a minute, and now here you are, 37 fights later in the UFC. I mean, uh, and yeah, what, it's crazy. What, what was that, it about you that kept you going? Fuck, man. Uh, one one thing was, man. When I, I mean, I I just always I don't like to give up easily man and i just kept kept moving forward and I, I knew that i was good enough to be there but i would have the hiccups like i'd lose that bum in my pro debut and then i went on a five fight win streak and i lost to another dude i shouldn't have like it was always like the losses were always me winning like like decisively in the fight and then getting caught in some like the majority of my fights are like that and so yeah, man, it was never giving up just always like this is it's all i knew really you know since 2010 and then I did tell my grandma on her deathbed that one day she'd be able to watch me on the in the UFC for front row, you know, when she was when she was dying. So that's kind of cool to get them wins now, you know. Wow. Now I know so. I heard your grandma fought Gabby Garcia. Is that is that true or no? No, no. Oh, okay, okay, no. <laughs> no, no. I just wanted to. Throw it. I wanted to throw a really stupid joke. All right, so no, you know, a lot um, of bar fights back in her day, but no. Your grandma had a lot of bar fights, for real. Bro, bro, they are bikers, bro. They they threw down my my dad to this day. My dad, my my mom. This is my mom's parents, and then my dad. They would always they would always go out and they would just be like my dad always says to the state he would always rather have my grandma in a bar fight than any man ever. <laughs> That's awesome. She was she was a mean she was mean mean. I never saw that part of her because she quit drinking the day I was born. But <laughs> she uh, she they were they were a mean group of <laughs> group of people, man. Wait, so your grandma was a biker for real? Yeah, like real like ran ran around the Hell's Angels, North Omaha and shit. Now, when you grew up in Nebraska, did you, you wrestled for Nebraska. How you, did you place in the States? How'd you do? Yeah, I, I placed uh, my junior year. And then my, my senior year, I lost uh, in the quarters of the eventual uh, state champ. And I just didn't fucking care at that point. Then you went to Iowa Community College. Iowa uh, Lakes. Iowa, Iowa Lakes. I wrestled a, wrestled a year up there, man. And just wasn't for me. And you were like, fuck it, I'm going pro? <laughs> well, I was just like. Actually, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do, man. And I was one day I was 
after I left, this would have been May. So I did my year and then I left and I was like, my buddy, that random ass dude, like never in a fight in his life was like, Hey, I'm thinking I'm gonna go do this cage fight in South Dakota. And I was like, fuck, I'll go. And so we drove up just me and him together. That was it. And we fucking drove up and fought man. And, uh, in the tri-state cage fighting championships, I was back then. And it was unsanctioned event in South Dakota, and I won, man. And, man, the rest is history. I just fucking loved it. So you had no training. You, ne- you didn't even, like, practice, no sparring. You no. Just, just wrestled. You went wow. up to South Dakota to fight. Was that on, on an Indian reservation? Might have been. I don't even remember at that time. <laughs> so yeah, said, man. You know what, though? I think that you, you said you went through the meat grinder. I think that it, you, it's good that you did because now – you're fucking monster. Does that make sense? These are different kind of people, man. Like, I mean, I mean, I would never just be like, hey, what are you tomorrow? I don't know. Want to go fight in South Dakota on a reservation? Like, this is this yeah. is like a different type, a different breed, man. You're you just want to do that, Adam? No, fuck no. Like, I'd be like, how much you pay me? Oh, oh, oh nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it was it was super weird, man. I had no, and now I know like what I know now because I help with like shows and I do like all that stuff like. Back then, dude, I just want to fight just because, you know, an unsanctioned fucking, you don't even know who these dudes are. The, you didn't have no blood tests or any bullshit like that. It was fucking weird, man. Now, your submission game, though, is insane. I was, I was looking through some of your fights. The one against Jar- Charles du- Dupre, where you had the Von Flew choke. Like, that yeah. choke always fucks me up because I always think the guy on bottom has the choke in. Because uh, he always has the guillotine. That, you know, that dude, crazy story. So that dude and me, you know, that was right before I got in the UFC. But that dude and me went back and forth for fucking eight years, right? And, like, I saved, like, I used to, he was in the same district as me in his wrestling. So, like, I always thought we were cool, you know, like, well, and then I started getting some, like, attention and fighting. And he started talking shit on me. And this dude would get, he's a crazy Indian. He'd get drunk and just talk shit to on the internet and like blow us up and all that stuff. And then like many times Anthony Smith wanted to kill him in the fucking bars and shit after fights. And I would like hold Anthony off. And then all of a sudden he turned on me and then we settled it. And I ended up Von Flew and the, the kid. Yeah. But that's such a crazy move though, because I always think the guy on bottom has the other guy in the choke. Cause I'm not a big jujitsu guy. And then all of a sudden yeah. the bottom's just out. You're like, what, what, like, what did I just watch? You know, that's why. And it's so funny because like there was people recording it from the fan from like a fan's point, like going live because it was like it was like the big thing in Nebraska where me and him were fighting because he was a big thing at one time around here or whatever. And so they were like recording it and like none of his fans had any clue what the fuck just happened. Like I just stood up and I flipped I flipped him off and they're like, what, what? And they like shut off the video really quick. And like I got like four of those posts like people were sending me. It was kind of cool. That that was awesome. Um, you know, it it did seem though like for a while, every time you stepped up at the level, because all the guys you lost to either either UFC now or they're they're just stars. And every time you would step up, it was like, oh, you would come so close. What is it now that allowed you to kind of when you finally step up to not fold under pressure? Man, uh yeah, I don't think a lot of times it wasn't me folding folding under pressure. I don't feel like it was me not having a super good fight IQ or like not 
not organizing my game well enough, if you were to say, like, because all majority of my losses, I was winning, like, all but till the, the moment that I lost or, like, whatever happened, you know, like, I get caught in some stupid submission or, like, whatever. And that, along with cutting to 35, was retarded for so long. Um, but uh, now I got James Krause there, and he's organizing my game. I, I have – my fight IQ is growing, and I, I, I owe a lot of that to him, you know, and now we're starting to slow my game down, and the effects were, like, what just happened with Charles Rosa, you know, because then – you know, honestly, like his type of guy, that type of guy is kind of like was my kryptonite before him. Like the the dudes that can take an ass whooping and get their ass whooped for three two rounds and then pull off some weird submission. You know what I mean? Just because I'm going too fast and blaming on myself. So yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I owe it a lot to that the camp down at Glory MMA and James Krause for sure. So where were you before that? Um, I'm in Omaha at Premier Combat Center with Ryan Jensen. Like I've been, I, I still train here and everything, but I was like popping around and doing my camps like in Vegas. Um, I was popping like, but I would only go for like two or three weeks or I do my camps elsewhere. I used to go to Black House MMA, but like I would, I would just only pop in at camps like two or three weeks at a time. But now like that was my first eight week camp of my career. Yeah. So. It's hard because I talked to um, Kenny Johnson over at Black House and he says it's hard yep. because guys come two weeks before and they're like hey fix me and he's like i, I don't even know who these people are i have to like learn yeah. them, and then i don't want to fuck up what they're doing right versus what they're doing wrong that's i understand that as a even as a wrestling coach for me yeah it's, it's a way harder for me to get a kid that's good that i don't want to touch that i don't want to fuck with what's working than it is for me to kind of build a guy up from the bottom because then i could oh I, for sure i like know the guy it's, it's hard when someone's actually has some some skills in a weird yeah. way it's easier when they have no skills to get them some skills oh for sure you know yeah that's what I, i've always said that too as a, like i coach some youth wrestling too and i've always said that too i'd rather have a kid that knows jack shit that just wants to work hard than a guy that's coming in and he's the you know the the fifth grade fourth grader that freaking headlocks everybody and right. you know what i mean i'd much rather have the the four-year-old that knows nothing so yeah, well, it's just hard for me because I don't want to fuck with – I'm not one of these coaches like – I think Edmund was like that where it's like, no, you break down the guy completely, then you build him back up. I'm like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. You don't want to fuck with what's working. At the yeah. same time, sometimes I, as a coach, I doubt myself because I'm like, ugh, if I would have left him alone, he would have been better. I've had so many times that where it's like – Yeah. You know, sometimes even like in a match, I'll be like, top, bottom, neutral. I'm like, what do you want? I'll just say, what do you want? Because, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because I'm like, I'd rather him have the confidence of making his own decision than doubting what I'm telling him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, let me ask you. So, so would you say the camp you would now, it's just like, it's way better for you? Man, James Krause is so fucking good, man. And I keep telling people that, and, like, I'm give, giving him so much praise just because, like, I've always said my whole career that, like, I need a head coach. One, a pro head coach. Like, I've had coaches, and I've had good coaches. I need a pro head coach that that's all he wants to do is make sure that you're fucking going to win and, like, your team's going to win, right? And James Krause is that guy, and he happens to be one of the best dudes in the world to do that position. And, uh, you know, I've fought James's guys three or four different times, right? So, like, he already knows me on the opposite side. And so when I went to him, he already knew me inside and out from fighting me three or four times so that's that's you know it was it was perfect perfect place for me 
Now, was there any ego? Because I know one of his main guys is Grant Dawson, who I love, just the nicest guy. And like I said, Shang, when you meet some of these guys, he's like a kid. Talk about, I mean, like yeah. I, I hung out with him. He comes to my show. I felt like it was like, a, like, he, like he literally could be my son. Um, yeah. He's that young and his girlfriend's cute, yada, yada. Uh, so was it weird going into the gym because you lost to him, like training with him now? When I fought him and Kevin Kroom, uh, like that, that people would know, and then a couple other guys that that trained there, um, that I that I won against. But no, man, it's not weird. It's like the thing is, like once you once you fight somebody in the cage, this is a different different mentality. You know, like there's no hostile environment. Like especially with those guys, like Dakota had fought a few of their guys before too. So James has been in the opposite corner of me a bunch too. So there's no really. Uh, no really hard feelings, no nothing. You just go in there and you work hard. And I, I think the first week, bro, they were trying to get me, you know what I mean? Like, like some of the guys, not, not necessarily James, but I felt like I had to earn like, okay, this dude's like in the UFC, blah, blah, blah. He's coming to us. He has a fight in four weeks. Like, let's see what he's all about. So I got, I got put through the grinder then. And then it was, it, it's just normal. You know, it's just one of those things. So, now, Kevin I mean, Kroom, I love Kevin Kroom. He's hilarious. I've never met a fucking kid with worse ADHD in my life. Uh, <laughs> he's got a big fight coming up against Bruce Leroy this week, which is going to be a great yeah. fight. Um, how do you guys get him ready for Bruce Leroy? Man, I think uh, just do, he's the big thing about that is just per, uh, rounding out your own skills. You know what I mean? I think that Bruce Leroy, I mean, he moves a lot, but he, he does not like it. Kevin's seen it all. You know, he's like me. He's one, you know, if you compare careers, me and Kevin are on the, we're on the same path. You know what I mean? So Kevin's already seen everything, but it's just rounding out what he's going to do against this guy. And I, I feel like, man, I feel like he goes in there and he wins by submission in the first or second round. Yeah, Bruce was kind of like, he's one of those dudes that you don't know what Bruce is going to show up. Yeah. It's like a world beater or you're just like, now another guy, Julian Marquez is your teammate. So after he won, I was so happy for him because, like, you're right. I love James Krause. And the way he told him was like, hey, man, you got to knock him out to win. You, you better fuck – like, you're losing the fight if you don't get a knock yeah. or a submission. And he did it. I love when coaches tell you that. Um, then he calls out Miley Cyrus, right? And I make fun of him. Miley responds to him. Responds. <laughs> I call the dude up at, like, 3 in the morning. I go, wake up. He goes, whoa, what's up? I go, she fucking responded. Really? I go, yeah, man. He goes, what should I say? I'm like, I don't know. Fucking shave, shave your fucking, because he said. He hey, shave her neck, yeah. If you put everything <laughs> in your chest, he would hook up. He didn't do it. Now, he's claiming that, like, they're friends now and it was a win. Like, Derek, did you tell him fucking shave MC in your chest? I hadn't seen it. I haven't seen him since he won because, obviously, it was my. I, I don't. Uh, I flew You're a from terrible Omaha teammate, man. You're the worst fucking teammate for that, bro. But. Yeah, he should have just fucking did it. Like, right. I mean, yeah. he. But the dude's a character, man. That shit's fucking crazy. That all that shit went down, and like she was responding, and like, you know, I mean, that's what you need to do: be a personality, I guess. <laughs> now you're married with two. You have you have twin girls, right? I'm not married. I have uh, uh, my girlfriend. I, we've been together about three and a half years. She had a. We have a five year old that that's hers, you know. Uh, but I've been with rounder for four years, and then I have of my own nine month old. So. Oh wow! Nice. Now, do they get along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like that's her. My nine months old's fucking favorite person is her sister. So it's you know. Now, now you gotta up the game, dude. Because like, Glory MMA now is becoming like you gotta be like 
you got to call out like Demi Lovato. You better have a threesome <laughs> being my girl. Like, come on. Like, like you have, you have 24 hours. Be like, come on. You got to, right? You got I mean, I'm just, I mean, no, because I'd get my fucking balls set off when I came home. Like my shit, if I do, if I pull some shit like that, dude, all my fucking shit's in the snow right here, bro. Outside my fucking house. Hey, not a chance that shit's happening. You see a right. fucking. I'm just, all right. Yeah. All right, I'm just telling you, it could have been good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if she could take a joke, that'd be cool, but not a fucking chance. <laughs> that, like if she, she would laugh don't... at it, yeah. If she would laugh at it, yeah, yeah. yeah. She ain't, she ain't laughing, bro. Like she she's fucking she, bro. Okay, so your nine months fucking... old, your nine months old is with her, right? What's that? Your nine months. Yeah, old. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. And then how come no ring? You just don't want to make that mistake. Uh, we just haven't we just haven't got that we got we're, we're just on other paths on, on like our careers and shit right now you know what does she do she uh she does hair but she does like hair extensions she she has her own salon and stuff like that so. oh nice nice there you go sure. yeah those that's hair dude, that's are the best dude, what's they, like the pressure and sin well why aren't you married what are you saying, yeah you can't you right? can't call me out like that man because i got you because now 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 she's gonna see this and be like yeah motherfucker what's up yeah, like, of course. Why are we exactly. You put him in a position now. Now, by the way, your teammate Dakota is killing it, uh, or your ex-teammate, or whatever. This guy, Dakota, Cox, no, he, he went from like being a a good fighter, a good fighter, to all of a sudden his bare knuckle skill. He knocked out Johnny Hendricks, and he beat Chris Levin. Like, yeah, what, man. Did he just find it? Like, what happened? Man, the crazy part is, so me and Dakota have been training together for, I don't know, 10 years, pretty much since I started training. Like, he was training at Premier, and, like, he's one of my best friends, man. And that dude, like, when he got was supposed to go and he fight whoever on the show that he ended up fighting Johnny Hendricks on, he calls me up. He's like, well, man, I overhear them talking that Johnny Hendricks' opponent fought out. What do you think? And I'm like. I think you fucking fight him. What do you mean? Like, ask for it right now. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, bro. And Dakota don't give a fuck who his fucking opponent for is he's fighting, dude. He fought Chris Lieben. And Chris yeah. Lieben was like 30 pounds heavier than him. But, yeah, man, his style and the way he fights is perfect for this bare knuckle, man. It's insane. It's, it's crazy to watch live. It's crazy to be in the corner. But, like. I don't want to do it, but I love watching him do it because he's definitely the best in the world right now at that. That's what Ellenberger told me, too. Jake Ellenberger said the same thing. I, like, I guess everyone who, from Nebraska that knows Dakota knows this dude just, like, has just, like, gorilla fist or something. Like, yeah, something. bro, and the way he's built and the way his power and shit, and, like, he's never, he's never wrapped his hands ever, like, in training or anything. So, like, he's been hitting shit, like, with bare fists pretty much for his whole career. So, like, he just, dude, he's, yeah, he is hits that hard, legal? too. Man. Is that illegal? Are you allowed to do that not wrap? Doesn't that hurt the person you're hitting? I mean, not having hand wraps, is that harder or is that better or worse? Yeah, yeah, man. Like, we, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, like, he probably should have been wearing hand wraps while we were sparring <laughs> and shit. But, like, he never, never has, man. It's just crazy. Like, yeah, he's so, he's so good at that. And, like, just the way he strikes and shit is perfectly tailor-made for that, so. You guys are crazy. It's like, he, it's, it's like he did it and he's prepped for it now because he's been doing it so long. It's yeah. Long. yeah. You guys are crazy. Yeah. You, got, you guys are fucking crazy. Um, 
I, I, I love it though. I, I, lo I love the fact that there's people like you, like real men are still around. Uh, because oh, I appreciate it. I, I live in LA. We just, we don't have a lot of people. A lot of people that, they, yeah. They put avocado shit on these, on their eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot <laughs> of bitch motherfuckers. So let's talk about some fights coming up. Some quick predictions. Uh, Rosenstruck versus Kane. Gain this week. Uh, Gain is seven and zero. Oh. I didn't realize he's only been fighting MMA for three years. Before that, he did yeah. five or three years. Rosenstruck's another guy who's a, a monster. Has yeah. one loss to Ngannou because he went punch for punch with him. Great game plan there. Uh, yeah. who, do you think, who do you think wins this fight? I'm taking the dog, man. I'm taking Rosenstruck. Yeah, it's crazy. He's an underdog against it, right? That's that's crazy. Yeah, I I thought so. I'm gonna take. I mean, it's a pretty even fight, but I think he gets him on his feet, man. I just do. Shang, you? Uh, I gotta say, he he's made mistakes, but I think that he's definitely got too much dog in. Him. The other guy's only had six, seven fights, but three years is not a lot of time to like, you know, just that's not a long. I mean, look at this guy. He's been fighting since he was like 19, you know, 74 or something. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Uncle Ayev. Just make him. <laughs> uh, Ankalaya versus uh, Krylov. Ankalaya coming off that huge win. Uh, uh, Krylov's a, a monster. Who would like in this fight? Oh, man. I don't really know. I think Ankalaya probably. Uh, yeah, me too. Are you, Shane? Um, uh, it's, it's, so, it's one of those ones where it's like, eh. It's Who like, yeah, it's so close, yeah. All right, Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera. These guys are your weight, right? Uh, they're 35ers, but I got to go with my boy Pedro, man. That's, he's a good friend of mine, uh, yeah, for sure. You ever, you ever train with him? Yeah, a lot. That, he was my main guy at Black House. That's why I continued to go out there for a couple years, so uh, now back he, when 2015. He's had a tough time as of late. He beat Cody Nolove, and then he lost his last two fights. What do you think it is? I think, dude, I thought he beat Frankie myself. Yeah, I close. thought he won that fight. I mean, it was close, but I thought he won that fight. Maybe a little biased, but, man, that kid, is, he's so good. I, uh, I think he gets this one again. You know, he's already beat Rivera once, so. Yeah, I think the two losses is actually going to put a fire, even more of a fire under his ass. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you're right, you're right. They were very, very close fights. Uh, Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. Um, that should be a good fight. Angela Hill has fought, like, 19 times in the past year. She's a monster. Yeah. Ashley Yoda's got slick submissions. If, if, it keep, if, this is, if this keeps standing, I got hell all day. But Yoda pulls out some shit that you're just like, I don't even know that was even. Yeah, and she, I think she can. I think she can pull. Like she'll, she's not scared to pull guard or do whatever, dude. I think I like Yoda. Finish end up, end up finishing the fight at some point in the submission. All right, Shane. I think, I think if Hill doesn't be stupid, does do something stupid and go to the ground, if she stays on her feet, she's gonna piece her up. She's going to absolutely piece her up. All right, come on, man. Uh, Alex Hernandez, a guy who knocked out Benil Darius, was on a fucking streak before he got to uh, – before he got to Donald Cerrone, who wins every fight like this, against Tiago Moses, uh, another monster. Who wins this fight? Uh, man, I think uh, Hernandez gets him. I think Hernandez gets him. Who's the best guy you ever uh, trained with? Me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, fucking James Krause right now, but like as stylistic, like I've been in the same room as like Anderson Silva and those guys. So, what's that like? Uh, uh man, it's just it's just crazy, surreal. I didn't like I I like 
was like point sparring him because like it was like we were both off on the rounds and like it's just so crazy you know what i mean that was like 2014 before i had met a bunch of people too so it was pretty surreal did you ever yeah. think about did you think about possibly just knocking him out so you could be like i knocked out aaron Silva? <laughs> no no <laughs> no, no definitely did not no, no adam for a minute there uh silva was the shit for Quite a while, man. Oh, yeah, for a minute there, for like the fucking. Oh, no, no, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's a long ass minute. Still dude. Later, but <laughs> everybody, everybody got the hands or or the knee or the uppercut elbows, which I've never no. seen in my life. Now uppercut your girl, elbows. now your girl has a has a beauty parlor, sells so like extensions. How does how does a girl from Nebraska get so good at extensions? What, what's going on there? I don't fucking know. Like she was doing, she she was doing the shit when I when I met her. So I don't know. She Where definitely she started hair and then all of a sudden she fucking trickled off and six inches. I guess I don't know. Is she white, Latin, black? What, what nationality? Uh, she's a white girl. Well, a white girl does extensions. I like it. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> to a bunch of to a bunch of other white girls. Shang, does that offend you? Shang, does that offend you? No, that doesn't offend me. White women get extensions. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. The, the bunch of all she works in West Omaha with all those little, little prissy girls, so she gets a lot of fucking yeah, a lot of extension girls. Yeah. All right, I'm just asking. You don't have to judge me, okay? No, I, I. But the fact you think that I would judge you about it, like, don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, all the shit I've thought about in life, like, yeah, man, these white girls get extensions. All right, I'm just saying. Mr. I'm just saying, Mr. Potato Head is now Potato Head. It that's, took away the that's, that's ridiculous, man. That's just, so fucking crazy. That's crazy. All right. Well, listen, uh, Derek, you're awesome. Well, who do you want to fight next? Man, fucking whoever, but Chase Hooper keeps getting popped up with Derek Minner versus Chase Hooper, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to fucking fight that dude. That's like child abuse, bro. Why, why yeah, fucking let me, let me get that child abuse, boy. I mean, come on, dude. That guy has like three fights. Nah, gonna- he's he's... He's two and one in the UFC, so am I. Right, but you've had forty fights. He just beat puberty last but, week. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. But they go by, they go in the UFC. They go by the fights. They don't yeah, but he has fight. a la- I mean, he has a curfew. Has a dude, I, I don't, don't think fight. I'm gonna get that. I don't think I'll get that fight. But that's what people keep tagging me, and then I. I kind of feel like they people actually believe that he's on the same level as me, which is crazy, you know. I like that kid, but his parents have to sign like an, a, a a permission slip before he goes to the cage, bro. You can't <laughs> you can't fight that guy. That, he's way too young and inexperienced, and on the feet, I, I don't think that would be good. But on the feet. you know what? Sometimes you want to take that easy money. I, not this this guy. Are you kidding? This dude had to like fight cows and shit in Nebraska. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, take the fight. His name keeps coming up. Take the fight. Merc him and move to the next one. Yeah, I mean, if if they came and offered, obviously I I'm taking it. But I mean, I don't think it'll ever come across the board. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, listen, thank you very much, brother. Uh, um, you're the best. You're congratulations fucking- on that, man. I was watching all the interviews. I was sitting there going because I had watched other fights. I was saying, good, he fucking deserved that, and it was dominant. It wasn't like. No gray area where they could go, oh, I don't know. It was like, yeah. no. It was absolute. So that was good shit. Thanks, man. Even though one judge gave him the third round, which is fucking which, crazy. Yeah, but, that, but you know what? That judge licks windows and eats crayons. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Well, the guy's a chef. I mean, he didn't want him to fuck up his food after the, after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Derek, th- thank you for coming on the show, man. I'll talk Thanks, to you. man. Right. I appreciate it, brother. Anytime. 
All right, that was Derek Miner. Dude, you know, that's a guy you got, you got a roof for. I mean, the guy's earned it. He, he earned it, but you know what? I think that it's, it's good that he's on his platform now because tons of people now are, are talking about it. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it's good that, like, I mean, I think that, I think that like, the, um, the pandemic, you know, is great for guys like that. Those guys, right. that, guy, that guy, because so many people are like, they're not training, they're not this. This dude stays hungry. He stays in the work. Uh, so I mean, he's he fucking he he's a, he's a monster that guy, and I'm happy for him because he seems like a real nice guy too. And, and the thing is, I think that now that because I was watching the different interviews we were doing and the different press he was doing afterwards, I think more and more people will realize how much of a monster he is, and he'll get better fights. Dude, I, he has like 20 finishes in the first round, which is crazy because everyone who knows who fights him knows just get out of the first round, and you have a better shot of winning. And they still can't get out of the first round. A lot of these guys because he's that he's that fucking like his chokes are that good, you know. Um, the dude is just uh, he's like me, man. I I I can't wait till like I become like this fucking huge comic and everyone's like, where the fuck did he come from? All my fans are like, this dude fucking he's been grinding. And they didn't know they didn't know you were right. They didn't know you were. Like somebody fucking accused me of just being, oh, he just made tweets on, and then they gave him a special. I'm like, what? I've been doing this since 1999, all right? right. Before Christian Natividad was born. I've been doing the comedy since 1999, yeah. Wow, I've been doing it. Young buck is here. <laughs> yeah, dude, but before this kid was even born. All right, so we got this kid, Christian Natividad, who's a monster. I watched him fight in the LFA last week. Uh, he, before that, he was knocking everybody out. His longest fight went 35 seconds. That's uh, too long, man. That's too fucking long, bro. Hey, Michael, Michael Giuseo was tripping out, too. He was like, after the minute mark, he was like, this fight's been way too long. Usually Christian knocks all these people out before that. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's a guy from Hawaii. He was a state champ wrestler in Hawaii, right? Then he, yep, wrestled, then he wrestled for ASU. But you were, a, you, you were a walk-on first at, like, a community college, right? No, so what actually happened was I wrestled at Southern Oregon. Um, they were number two ranked in the NAIA division, and then I wanted to wrestle D1, so I went to ASU. And to be honest, I can't even really say that I even wrestled for them. Um, I walked onto the team, and uh, halfway through the season, I ended up quitting, and I didn't even wrestle a match uh, with them. So, I mean, I, I did walk onto the team, but I never really competed for them. But were you there with what's-his-name, those, uh, those two brothers that were just monsters? Yeah, so I think that my first my year there was their first year. So, um, and they were still like the studs at the time too. Even what, though they were what were their names again? Or are their names? Uh, Zahid Valencia and Anthony. Yeah, Anthony Valencia and Zahid. These guys are monster wrestlers. Right. So, I mean, you walk now. You go from Oregon, which is a what a D two school? Uh, NAIA. So NAIA. Um, were you? Yeah. Was it just to, was the competition level too high, and you were like, "Fuck this," or you just wanted to punch people in the face? <laughs> just that right there man you can't put your stress by hugging people you gotta you gotta punch something so, so i just decided to do mma uh, well you, i mean you're killing it now you're boxing because I, I i watched the first couple of your fights in lfa and you landed like i mean literally your one fight was like nine nine seconds it was just one punch the guy went out and then there were your next fight was like 16 seconds it, it was insane and i'm like who the fuck is this kid and they were like he's a wrestler and i'm like mind blown and your older brother's in the ufc so he probably used to fuck you up growing up right oh yeah i mean before we even started training i was the punching bag so 
so now you're three and zero, oh, and your 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 last fight in the LFA, the kid was good. He could take him. The kid was good. You made him look bad, but he could take a punch. Oh yeah, and you know the the crazy thing about that too is. Um, Looking at his record, he looks like a turd. He has a losing record now. Um, but if you look deep into it, like the people that he lost to in boxing, all those guys are studs, like 15-0, 11 knockouts. He's just fighting all these studs. And then the only other person that he lost to in MMA is uh, Chris Gutierrez, which he's in the UFC. And I think he's undefeated right now in the UFC. Yeah. So he fights studs. And the reason why he loses is because he's, I mean – I don't want to say being set up for these fights, but he's accepting any fight that he gets uh, brought up to. Yeah, and the fight was in Kansas. Everyone's booing you. Uh, people are like, everyone was rooting for him. Like, he had the whole crowd with him. And yeah. uh, now, were you surprised? Because you landed some huge shots, and he was right in front of you. Was that like a shock for you? Uh, to be honest, no. I, I knew he was tough. And, um, again, looking at his record, he fought all these studs, and he's never been stopped. He's never been dropped, even by those, like, pro boxers who, like, hit harder than Ali Star Overeem, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, well, he, yeah he, he's never been stopped. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Now, when you, now, when you quit the ASU wrestling team, because you, you were a stud wrestler, was your coach pissed? Who was it? It was uh, – who's the coach over there? Uh, Zeke, Zeke Jones, and uh, yeah, I mean – um, I'm going to go ahead and say it, but I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he's ever going to watch us or not, but, um, I, and to be honest, I don't even know if he remembers me because this was like five, six years ago, but he goes and he tells me, Christian, or he, he brought me to the side of the mat after I told him um, I wanted to quit. And he says, I want you to write me an email of why you want to quit. And I want you to rethink it, reread what you read, and then we'll talk. And I just didn't respond. I just wow. never sent him that email. That was my last day at the uh, wrestling room, and that was it. So I, it sucks because I broke that connection that I had with him, but I was just done with wrestling. You think I he's looking for the email still? You think every day he checks for the email? Now, were you there when I was there? Because they had me do jokes for the whole team. Were you in the room when I was there? Uh, no, I wasn't. So the assistant uh, coach – the assistant coach, uh, the guy who beat Ben Askren twice. What's his name? Uh, oh, um, Pendleton? Yeah, Chris Pendleton. That guy hated me. <laughs> why, why did he hate you? I don't know, because I, I was walking to the team, and I was like, hey, coach, can I get my sweats? And he was like, no, you can't get your sweats yet. I was like, why? I'm a, I'm a part of the team. And he was like, no, I'm not going to give you the sweats. And, I mean, it worked out for him because I ended up quitting later, and he probably thought to himself, good thing I didn't give this guy his sweats. He just joined the team so he could get some – so, so, so Chris calls you up. He's like, hey, I want you to talk to the ASU wrestling team. I'm like, I'm a comedian. What am I going to say? I, I, I wrestled for like two months, D3, and quit also. Uh, but all right. So I go there. Just, he goes, I want you to watch practice. I go, I go to watch practice. Oh, this is awesome. Then he goes, hey, Adam, come here. Now he lines the whole team up, and he goes, do some jokes. And I'm like, oh, God. So I start telling the most offensive jokes. They cut me in like four minutes. Like I, I could tell the kids were all <laughs> laughing, but they were like, what the fuck kind of, like I was doing like threads, all these jokes about like, I think it was Caitlyn Jenner and this, and everyone's looking at me like, what, why, why is this happening? Finish practice. <laughs> but but so I thought maybe you were there uh, uh, well, for that debacle. I want to ask you real quick. So if, what is it about wrestlers once they get there, once they start feeling those hands, once they start running those hands, they fall in love with it. Because I've seen a lot of wrestlers make the transition, and as soon as they get those hands, is it? But you still got that wrestling in your fucking tool shed. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I never understood that. And then when a wrestler says, 
well, this dude, other this other dude, I'm fighting got hands too. Would you? You got to go back to your wrestling. You got to. I don't know if you met a lot of wrestlers, but most of them are yeah. stubborn people that like want to just like hit stuff, you know. And in wrestling, it's the closest thing that you could do in a in a high school sport other than football, you know. But um, I mean, once they just like feel like release that stress, you know, onto like other people and like um, throwing their hands, I mean. I think that's where like wrestlers find their love. They're just all angry people. And then they got um they're wrestling in their back pocket. So whenever they they do wanna aggressively cuddle, then they can just take it down to the mat. How did your boxing get so good though? Uh I have no idea. <laughs> Practice. Uh, we now, now do you now you train over in Arizona? Are you with uh Cejudo and those guys? So, yeah, I'm training with them now. So I was, I'm originally from Arizona Combat Sports under Trevor Lally. Uh, it's a different gym. I think that's a great gym for learning all my knowledge and stuff like that. Training with uh, Cejudo over at Fight Ready, that's where I kind of, like, test myself. That, there's a ton of uh, different sparring partners, a ton of different looks, and different things that they teach as well. So just having a blend of both of them. So, like, it's, uh, now, have you sparred with Henry? I, I haven't, but my brother has. Wow, that must be yeah. pretty pretty awesome. How did, yeah, did you, who, who won? Your 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 brother or Henry? Uh, I'm pretty sure my brother would say he won, but don't tell Henry that. <laughs> 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 no, um. So what happened was my brother was still an amateur. Um, him and Henry were sparring, and my brother was catching him with a couple shots. I, I think they was going back and forth, and Henry Cejudo started throwing those like calf kicks, and then my brother mentioned after um after the round, they were like, "Hey man, I got a fight next Saturday." And then Henry Cejudo was like, well, you shouldn't have punched me in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Henry does not – He is cringe in person. No, he, he's the nicest guy. He's the nicest oh, guy. Oh, yeah. But he does not like – he doesn't like losing. He does not yeah, like – Some of his videos, I'm going, what the but He's fuck? not going to let some kid from Hawaii show up and start beating him up. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> like, he'll, he'll start poking eyes or wedgies or – you know, I haven't trained with him at all yet. I, I just started training out Fight Ready uh, just a couple months ago now. And um, uh, just being in the same room as him, though, it's uh, it's awesome seeing him there, seeing, like, what um, – I don't want to say what he's capable of, but seeing, like, his work ethic and seeing how he trains. That guy is on a different level, man. He just hustles all the time. He's uh, He works so hard. And it, it's hard to – like – it's rare to see someone train that hard in a room, you know, especially like with the coaches that they have at fight ready. Like he's at a great spot and he has a great mindset. Now was, uh, is a uh, Corrales there? Henry Corrales? Henry Corrales is there. Yeah. I got that, to too. Is that, is that one of your partners? He is. Yeah. So he, he was uh, helping me prep for this uh, last LA, LFA fight. He's yeah, a good guy. Yeah. Super good. Uh, nice man. Like, You'd be surprised. You look at him and you think this guy's a douchebag, but he is the nicest guy inside that entire building. Like, he's nicer than every other fighter. He's had some crazy jail fights, too. Ask him about his jail fights. Uh, jail fights? <laughs> he, he, yeah, he came on the show. He came on the show. Talked about his jail fights. That was crazy. Oh, man, I got to watch that episode. <laughs> he gets pretty nasty? No. You think, what was he saying, Shang? If someone took his, the bathroom, they wouldn't let him use the toilet or something, so yeah. they fucked the guy up. Or, so, so he basically bashed him. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. I'll um, bash you over. If I got to take a shit, I will bash you. Now, is that, is that hot girl there? Who's, who's the really hot one? The smoking hot? Oh, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Tracy. Tracy? Yeah, yeah. Is she there? Yeah, she's there. She's there. I just rolled with her um, a couple weeks ago. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? 
Uh, it, was, it was good. It was good. <laughs> See? Oh, yeah. Okay. That one, you, why'd your voice go lower? Oh, yeah. well, her boyfriend's yeah, really nice. Her boyfriend, I'll my girlfriend. I, I don't want to say anything too loud. Yeah, yeah. Her, her, her actually, her, her boyfriend's a nice guy. So she with that guy with the ears out to here. She had a Wait, boyfriend. She came to my show with her boyfriend. The guy was like a wrestler. He was training uh, for like the Olympics or something. Oh, so, I, I have no idea, but I mean, I hope they don't watch this episode because next time they <laughs> see me at the gym, they're gonna. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't say anything. Uh, Tracy's the last you've heard of me. No, 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 no. Tracy came to my show. And I, I, I saying how how hot she was and how like you meet her. She's the nicest thing. When you see her on Instagram, you're like, damn. Anyway, um, but 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 yeah, she's she's good people. Uh, she's she's really good people. Um, now what I liked about your last fight was your coach. Your coach was honest with you. He's like, you're winning the fight, but this guy can take a punch. Uh, which is like, basically what he's saying was like, don't headhunt, don't get stupid, don't try to knock him out, just win the fight, and right? Is that pretty much what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much, and that's exactly what I did wrong. I, I tried, I was headhunting the entire time. Uh, if you watch the entire fight, like throughout the entire 15 minutes, I threw less than 10 body shots. I barely... And it's crazy because everything that we worked on the entire fight camp, I did nothing of it. All I did was like try to knock him out just because uh, I had a reputation of like knocking people out. I tried way too hard looking for his head. And I mean, it just didn't happen. Yeah, but okay. So that's good. Listen, your third fight. Now, you know, don't, don't believe the hype. Uh, everyone's calling you a knockout artist. And now you, you, you learn, okay, I just have to be the best I can. It's not about the highlight films that will come by doing the best I can. Yeah. Right? But you knew this before, but now, but now you, you seem like one of those guys that like, don't touch the stove. It's hot. You got to touch the stove, right? You got you to gotta learn for yourself. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much what, what I learned too. Like, I mean, just staying composed and it, it was super weird too, because when I woke up that morning, I felt great. My uh, stomach felt good. Mindset was right. Everything was going on, was going perfectly. Uh, as soon as we got to the venue, for some reason, I, I went into autopilot and I could not snap out of it. Uh, my coach, Trevor, he goes and he tells me, you feeling explosive? You feeling good? And I was like, yeah, I feel great. Right after the fight, he asks me, you didn't feel the same, did you? And I said, no, I didn't. And I don't know what it was, but I just f wasn't fully there. And um, I just tried to get in and get out of the cage. I just wanted to end it right away. Well, Christian, listen, you're 3-0. Stop apologizing, okay? Because uh, this one, he wins the fight. It was right. a great fight. It was a tough fight. And he gets on Instagram, not the outcome I wanted. Like, you would think he lost. Like, people that lose were less apologetic. Like, I'm sorry I let my fans down. Yeah. Stay, man. Dude, you won 30-27 on all three cards, right? I mean. 30-26 uh, on two of them. 30-26 <laughs> on two of the cards. Like, you're not going to knock everybody out. Some people yeah. just, just stop apologizing. You don't have to apologize, all right? Yeah, you're, you're, right, not, you're right. Come on, man. But but you know what? People will get into mindset. Oh, he's a knockout artist. He's a knockout artist. So they expect it from him. Yeah, but fuck but those people. Think, Let them knock people out. I don't fuck them, but I'm saying that's what can get in your head because people do expect it. Oh, I, and it was getting into my head too when I had my interview with Ron Crook and uh, um, Michael Chaseo. I mean, I was just talking about how I'm going to knock this guy out, all this stuff, all that. that the hype was getting to me, so. Well, it's, I, first of all, it's a uh, Kiesa. Uh, so that's, you got to apologize yeah. for that. Not just say it. But listen, you're, <laughs> you, you're doing great, okay? You're, you're killing, you're fighting in a fucking pandemic. 
you won. Uh, let's, let's no more apologizing. Even if you get knocked the fuck out in your next fight, stop apologizing. All right, all right. No more apologizing. Right, Shane? I switched to my other persona. I have three different personas. I I got my work one, my uh, Poi Panda mode, and then my regular one. Right. Now, aren't you, aren't isn't aren't your parents fighters too? Uh, they used to beat me up, but um, they weren't professional fighters. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck it. Now you grew up in Hawaii. Grew up in Hawaii, yeah. yeah. What island? Uh, Oahu. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, my, my dad is from uh, Kalihi. So, like, back then when we were younger, um, for all those people um, uh, who don't know Kalihi, a lot of those guys are pretty aggressive, and my dad was one of them. Um, he used to just beat me and my brother up back then. Like, he used to grab his uh, golf clubs, whack us with those, his bamboo sticks, uh, he used to whack us with the belt and not like the soft side of the belt. I'm talking about the metal side and he used to just whack us. So growing up, we, we had it pretty tough, but um, it, it's all love at the end. But you know, Hawaiians, I'm going to keep it real. When I went there and did a couple of shows, Hawaiians are some tough motherfuckers, man. Toughest. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. bullshitting you. I was at, a, I went to a bar and some shit popped off and I was like, I'm not fighting none of these motherfuckers. No, he's right. I mean, first of all, BJ Penn's the king of the island. Oh, yeah. uh, so he's... he's not, I don't know. I don't think so anymore. No, no, no. No, Max. he's still the king. He's still the king. Trust no, me. Max, and, I, and, and, and Yeah. And then the women there, like, they, they all get married at, like, 19 and have kids by 22. Am I right? Yep. That's... that's oh, no. It's, it's a little bit younger now. That, that was back in 1990. <laughs> now it's uh <laughs> yeah but you went from hawaii to asu like you stayed with the hottest women like that's except oh, oregon God. oregon must have been rough for you that must have been a culture shock i mean that's that must have uh, been oh yeah like the the six over there or the yeah the sixes are like the tens you know like yeah like any girl that you see who had like some kind of booty everyone was on top of her oh in oregon <laughs> yeah you know yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's. I, I don't blame you for transferring to ASU. I, I would have done the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I transferred to ASU, I had sunglasses on all the time. I was just like looking everywhere. <laughs> now, 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 was Bubba Jenkins on the team back then? No, right? That was. He was, he was but I've never seen him. Never met him. But, but he was on the wrestling team, though. He was on the. Yeah, yeah. He was ASU. I think just his senior year, and I think that's when he actually won uh, the NCAA's. Got yeah. it. That was yeah. that was your year. Oh no, that guy's like ten years older than oh, I. Oh yeah, he's older, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm like I'm like fucking yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, got yeah, it. that guy's a stud, man. Um, I, I've never met him. I think he still fights for Bellator, doesn't he? He's he's actually in the PFL now, and he's fighting Lance Palmer, in his oh, first cool. fight, and he has five wins over Lance Palmer in college, but. Oh, this is not wrestling. Uh, yeah. It's going to be it's a tough one. It's going to be a whole different ball game. But we'll see. I mean, Bubba's one of those dudes that, like, talent-wise, it's hard to find a person more naturally talented than Bubba. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of game planning and a matter of, like, how hard he's going to work. Because uh -huh. Bubba can surprise a lot of people. You know, he, he could actually – I think he could do it. He could beat Lance Palmer. He has the mental edge over him. If you get someone, you lose someone five yeah, times. No you, no, you can't even go by that because it's a different ball game. It's not wrestling. It's, it's not wrestling. It's not wrestling. But still, if someone beats you five times, uh, you know, they beat you five times. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Lance is going to be a huge favorite. 
It's hard to pick up against Lance Palmer. He hasn't lost in like three years. He's a yeah, monster. So he won the last uh, two PFLs, right? Does, yeah, does he have like two million dollars now. Yeah, he, yeah, and he wanted to leave the organization for not getting enough fights. That dude's hungry. I mean, he's oh, he's one of those guys that like he's two million in. He should be. He's like fuck it. No, he wanted to leave. Like he was like wow. out. That's a guy who loves fighting. So, like it's a different oh, breed. Man. Some of you guys are different breeds. Like you guys fight for free. This kid's in Hawaii. He leaves Oregon State. He walks onto a Division One team that's ranked eighth in the country uh, after wrestling for a JV middle school team. I, I mean, the kid, this kid, just, he just wants to knock everybody out. He apologizes after he wins. I, I mean, you guys are just fucking crazy. He, he goes, my dad beat me up with golf clubs, but it was love. Like, that, that's not fucking love. Like, people's dads don't beat them with golf clubs. That, that's, that's golf well, clubs. Well, not like, well. Golf clubs. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, is, I never got golf clubs. <laughs> I mean, no, did he? Did he? When he beat, he actually hit you with a golf club. Oh yeah, he, he that that guy like he, he no fear at all. He just goes he goes all out. Now did yeah, he like, like he, go four? Like he like or was just like little taps? Oh, he, he goes. My my daddy, he's the number. He's like one of the top ranked amateur golfers in California. Just imagine him swinging that on top of me and my brother. <laughs> wow. Now what did now what did you guys do to to, to like why, why would he hit you with golf clubs? Uh just like dumb stuff if we don't listen to him, if we don't mow the grass. But I mean that, that, that that's how we grew up though. That's how, like I mean he would hit us a couple times, we would cry and then we'd have dinner. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of grass in Hawaii too. That's a lot of fucking grass. A lot of grass. Yeah. That yard too. We had a huge yard. Well, Christian, man, uh, so you're 3-0, and I really think you're going to be champ one day. I'm telling you. You heard it from me first, okay? Okay, I, so what? We're going to come back to that because you first said time I, First time I saw Chris Weidman fight, first time in the UFC, I think he beat Tom Lawler. I was like, this guy's going to be champ. I, I, I told Dana that. Dana's like, he couldn't remember the name. I'm like, there's a guy from Hofstra, Chris Weidman. And, oh, well, first time I saw Colby Covington fight, I said, this guy's going to be champ. This is back when no one was talking about Colby Cup. Uh, right. That one I think you're wrong on. Dude, he was an interim champ already. He had interim, no, he, he still has to fight Usman again. Okay, let's talk. All right, okay. Come on. First time I saw Cormier. That was the easy one, Cormier, because he's a two-time. Okay, first time Silva. All right, all right. The, this kid right here. Uh, first time I saw, I said Caldwell was going to be champion. And now Caldwell was a national champion, too, in college, so maybe that wasn't the hardest pick, but I said this guy was champion. This kid right here, mark my words, is going to be the champ, okay? You're going to be the champ. Uh, so when you are champ, you better still come back on these podcasts, okay? Hey, I, I'm, I'm back all the time, man. You, you just let me know when. I got so excited. I was here a little early. I, I was like, hey, where, where's this guy? I'm here for like 10 minutes. I'm so stoked to be on the, on the uh, podcast. But, yeah, when, when I'm the champ, man. You guys are going to be first on my list for podcasts I'm going to be on. Thank you. And say hi to your brother. And then your, your, your uh, brother's fighting in like two weeks, right? Uh, no, he's fighting in like 10. Who's he so, fighting? Uh, he's fighting, um, I don't even know how to say his name, like Dana Batagorel, something like that. Right. Well, last time I talked to him, he was like in a one bedroom. He had like no electricity. He had like a fire in the middle of the room. So uh, <laughs> you guys are still, you guys are still grinding away. Uh, well, take care, Christian, and be good. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Anytime. Keep knocking people out. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so Britton Hart. Wait, you, call, you, wait a minute. You called that. You called. You called that he's going to be champ. 
And you really did call that Chris Weidman was going to be Where? Tagged? Swear to God. Swear to God. Wow. Swear to God. I said, I mean, look, he was like a two-time, he was a, a four-time All-American right. wrestler in college. But just, I, the, I don't know. There was something about him. Same with Colby. The, the guys who do everything well and like aren't like experts at one thing, although you could argue, I mean, of course, you could say, I obviously argue he's an expert in wrestling. But he wasn't like an Olympian, but he was still like, you don't need expert, sure. right? But he just, he just had, he says, those are the guys that, uh, and I didn't see any type of, uh, I was like, this is gonna be hard to beat, you know? Uh, when, you, when you get guys that are just good, really great at everything. And why uh, did you say Kobe? Because, I mean, because uh, I was just like, same his thing. Pace, his pacing, I would say, maybe, work, but work ethic, two time All American in college, good striking. Quick, fast, durable, can take a punch. Um, I'm like, well, this guy's going to be uh, – I, I, I just saw it. I, I just saw it. I'm like, you know what? Wow. You know, I only saw it twice. I was wrong on two. And I, uh, for some reason, I thought Mike Perry because I thought he was just fucking out of his mind. And the first couple of fights I with Mike Perry, I said, yo, this motherfucker is a monster. And then he let me down. Well, I don't think he had a really, I mean, as, as great as Mike Perry is, he doesn't really have a background in MMA, in, in anything. Like, he didn't right. wrestle in college. He didn't wrestle in high school. He did, I think he did amateur boxing. But, you know, when you get to that level, playing catch-up is fucking hard. Right. Um, and, he's, and he's doing it. But then also discipline and being coachable are not really his, his strengths. That's his strength. No, not uh, now, but I'm saying it for some reason. A lot of times, a lot of times, you want to see how good a guy is. You you ask the coaches. Uh, Right. When when Sarah Longo was so high on Weidman, um, they were and those those are two guys you can't fuck around with. Those guys, like Matt Sarah and Matt Sarah is not a guy going to tell you that you're good at anything unless he thinks you're good. Right. So when Matt Sarah says this guy's got skills, this guy's got skills. Um. So that being said, like. You know, I mean, look, there are some guy, there are some guys like I did not, as good as Bisbing was, I didn't think Bisbing was going to beat Luke Rockhold, uh, the second you time. Didn't? No, I, nobody I, did. I mean, no, he, no. The reason I'm, I'm going to tell you why I thought he was going to beat him, I thought that Rockhold was extra cocky and he seemed like he was looking past him. Of course, and that's exactly. What people he, look past him. People, I think they're going to get fucking. I was look. I was rooting for Bisbing. I went crazy when Bisbing won. I almost had tears in my eyes. I was like jumping on my foot. I was so happy for him. But the first time he fought him, he got rear naked choked with a one arm guillotine. Oh, he got, he got, he got, he got uh, rear naked. That's the stupidest thing I ever said. He got, he got, what he got choked out with a one arm guillotine and it, it wasn't even very competitive. So, uh, but yeah. I, the, looking past him. Okay, give you examples. Uh, George St. Pierre looked past Matt Sarah. Yeah, of course. Of course. And then he got, he got caught, and that was it. Yeah, so but that's but those are times. But there are also millions of times where people <laughs> look past the guy and still won. Um, so we just don't hear about those times because the guy won. Right. You know, um, I mean, how many times do we hear a guy after the fight go, this guy's not on my level? Every time that someone says that, they basically look past that guy right. and say that that person's not on his level, you know? So I picked, no, three, because I did think Stylebender was going to be champ. I thought I picked Silva right off the bat. I just you picked said, Silva before he was champ. Come on. I just, first fight. I just thought 
you you were a fan of Silva back in back in. I know. watched. Okay, I I'm telling you right now. Well, I have my three favorite fighters, and yeah. uh, Frankie Edgar's one. I don't care what anybody says. Frankie Edgar's one of my favorite fighters ever. Fuck everybody. But this kid right here, I'm telling you, uh, he's he, he's, he's also true. he's also lighter, you know, and I feel like uh, he's also lighter. I, I, not that I not that like it's not as tough. It is. It's 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 really tough, but. I think that like winning it at um, 155 is easier than is harder than winning it at 125 or 135. Right. You think that less there are just less guys that are 135, 125. You know, I think winning it at 170s like most guys are probably around 170 or 185. That's why those are the deepest divisions, the most competition. Right. Now 155, there's just so deep. Not that not that twenty five is it's not it's just it's just less guys. How many guys you know they're hundred? It's less guys. So yeah, I mean no, absolutely. That's why, like right now, I already picked. I had posted it on Facebook. The the fighters I want to see fight, even though I want to see Usman fight Masvidal, I want to see him fight Kobe first. Of course, everybody. No, there's not except for Masvidal. I don't think anybody else. Uh, wants to see that. Yeah, yeah. might be the only guy that actually the wants only to see guy that wants to see it, right? But everybody, I, first of all, there's more bad blood. It was a more competitive fight. It was closer. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, but it would know, I know, I know, I know what you're gonna say. It was a short. I, I don't want to hear. I I, 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 I was gonna like actually put a disclaimer that Shane is not allowed to bring up Masvidal during this podcast. Like, I, yes, but why? I, 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 I know, I, I know, I know what you're gonna say. I, 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 I hear you. But yes, to your point, I. 100% agree. Kobe is the fight that everyone wants to see. Kobe. And I actually want to see Poirier if he comes back. If He might be selling hot sauce and say, fuck it. But I want to see him and Chandler. Oh, yeah. No, Poirier's not going anywhere. It, the fight that, the fight that like, that I don't want to... <laughs> I'm a Kobe fan. Uh, and I'm also a Wonder Boy fan. But I think that other than Usman, Wonder Boy gives him the hardest, the hardest problem. Because Wonder Boy is such a hard uh, person to figure out. And it seems like the only people that beat Wonder Boy are the ones that knock him out. And Kobe doesn't seem to have that one-punch knockout power. Right. Um, whereas, like, Woodley did. And uh, if Woodley hadn't landed those punches, he might have not won those fights against him. You know? Okay. So... Uh, I would like, and I like Wonder Boy. I watch all his videos. And I like him a lot. I would like to see him get a shot. Get a shot at it. And, and I he think said he wants to poke Colby in the eye. He goes, I don't like, which is like the nicest insult ever. He's like, right. I want to like, untie his shoe. Uh, you know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I want to put dirt in his soda. I was just like, what? Like, like what kind of, like, he's I want to turn off the lights when he's in the room and run out. Like, like, like he, he, it's so funny that he says, I want to poke him in the eye. Like, that, that's what just he, him, it seems like. I mean, I can't see him talking shit. I just don't see him talking shit. Yeah. So he he's said he's not he, like that. He said, Colby, he, says, he seems like a real nice guy and everyone says nice guy, but his, 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 the character he does, I want to poke him in the eye. I'm like, that is the, the nicest thing I've ever heard. But, uh, but do you think that he should get a shot at Usman? Wonderboy? Yeah. That'd be a good fight. I think that he would give him problems. He gives everyone problems. Right, I know, but what I'm saying is... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, I guess it's like right. But, but that why is it they write Burns off, just wrote him off? Like, yeah, I mean, they, a lot of people were like, "Well, he shouldn't be back in the mix." Yes, he should. Well, not for not. Uh, he needs to win a fight. You you can't get a title shot off a loss. He should maybe fight once, 
And then I think he should get another shot because he, he, he was a monster up to that point. I mean, I think that – I think Usman just had his number or something because they had trained together so much. He got his number. He almost he lost the first round. He got fucking – he was getting blitzed. That rocked. But I'm saying – but he – did you see, he obviously – he got his shit together and said, okay, he got me that first round. Yeah, no, he, came, he came back. He came back. to death, dude. That's just true. It was. It was so. I, I was sitting there going, "That's GSP. That's." It was. It was better than GSP. GSP wasn't knocking people down, Jabs. It was. It was better. It was better oh, than GSP. Okay. You think he's better? He would be better than GSP. You think that? No, I thought that that jab was better than GSP's jab. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but if you think that if GSP and him fought at their peak, GSP. Wow, I think so too. I think the only person that I'd like, I wish they he would have fought. Khabib, if GSP would have fought Khabib when he was younger, that would have been the shit. Yeah, but I won't wait. At, at 70? Yeah. GSP can't make 55. He's shredded at 70. And Khabib uh, at 70, I don't know. I mean, uh, anyway, uh, you're awesome. Uh, where can people see your special? <laughs> no, it's just funny. You're like, I don't know. I just don't. I, I don't know. This is such a hypothetical matchup. I don't no, know. No, but that's the fight people like are constantly talking about. I'm going. They're not going. GSP's not coming back. Khabib's not coming yeah, back. I don't want to see two guys don't want to come back fight each other. Yeah, they don't. I, I, Khabib doesn't want to come back. He promised. Then he promises dad. Yeah. Well, he promises mom. Mom. GSP has like incredible anxiety and OCD. I think personally, I, I mean, allegedly, according to me. And I think that it just takes so much out of him to fight. He said he never even enjoyed fighting. So if a guy is a millionaire and he, or he's doing very well and he has a gym and he loves to be on the sport and he's a nice guy and he has all his brain cells and doesn't want to be there, I wholly like, support and respect that. And Khabib is a guy that 30-0 and, and after his last fight didn't want to be there either, it seemed like. It seemed like he was doing it because, you know, so it's just like if two guys want to go out on top, I, I think that's the way to go out, you know. Yeah. I, I would much rather see that than see, you know. Like what happened with Anderson Silva? You know, Melvin Gallard loses nine fights in a row or something. Or, or, or yeah, or like, or like that, where it's guys are fighting for money and they, you know, you know they're going to get knocked out. and just... it, it becomes sad, yeah. So, no, um, anybody that's listening, if you got Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, uh, Shang is Shangri, 20, it came out uh, last Thursday. Amazon Prime, go to Amazon Prime, look at Shang and Shangri, and please write a review and rate it. It's very important on Amazon to write a review and rate it. Amazon Prime, Shang and Shangri, that's where I want you guys to check me out. And hopefully you laugh. It's an hour uh, of me back to back hitting them with crazy jokes. Yes. Uh, as for me, um, I will be at, uh, where, where am I going to be? I'm at I'm in Arizona. I'm in Gilbert. Uh, Arizona on March 13th, doing a crazy show, um, House of Comedy in Phoenix, March 25th to the 28th, the uh, Comedy Catch in Chattanooga, April 2nd and 3rd, the Boca Black Box in Boca Raton, April 23rd to 24th, Tiff's Comedy Club in, in New Jersey, May 14th and 15th, Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, June 11th to the 13th. That's a strange club. Uh, it's the best. Uh, I had fun there. I did that one. Yeah, I did that one. I've done all of them except for the weird one you're doing in Arizona. Yeah, I'm not. Anyway, you guys are great. Thank you so much, Shang. Uh, all right, man. Stay on for one second. All right.